Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Well, I'm so excited to be with a group of friends today, and today I want to share uh, what the Father has given me, a word I felt like that was both to challenge us and to encourage us. And, you know, the world is just full of a lot of noise and a lot of noisy opinions. And I I felt like the Father said that He wanted to empower His people with a grace to listen. And today I'm joined by a great group of friends and family. Uh, I've known DeLandis and Jamie Beck here for a number of years. They've been active members uh, of our church here in Urbana. DeLandis, he's part of our local Fellowship of Christian Athletes team, the Illini Land FCA, and does a great job bringing Christ to athletes and coaches all across uh, East Central Illinois. And Jamie uh, works in healthcare and does an amazing job there. But she is also a volunteer with our Kingdom Kids, and I thank you for doing that. Awesome. I, I know my kids have just greatly missed being able to go to church and see their friends, and they are greatly looking forward to the time when they can return and hang out in Kingdom Kids again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wayne, uh, Wayne is, of course, he's part of our team. He leads the Vineyard Chinese Fellowship. Uh, but in addition, you may not know, Wayne is a brilliant professor, and, and, I, and I emphasize brilliant. He is a brilliant guy, so thanks for joining us. Uh, and then, of course, you've met uh, Joe and Chad, and uh, if you didn't know, Chad is actually my brother uh, as well. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. I'm really excited. You know, this uh, idea of being able to listen well, it's actually really interesting. The, uh, you know, as, as we're looking at that, some of us are really just naturally good listeners, right? Like there's people you meet and you're like, oh, they're just a really good listeners. Others you know, have to work at it just a little bit more. At least that's what Julie tells me all the time. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing that even in, in our mundane, like everyday conversations, all the way through to like the complex, like uh, topics that we are discussing and things that we're addressing today, like how we listen really greatly affects our lives. And I wanted to use a, a really good example. It's kind of a funny example, but if, if any of you other husbands who are out there have experienced this, you might be able to relate. Have you ever like been given a list of things like to go to the grocery store and just pick up for your wife? It's not a long list. Like she forgot a few things and uh, you know, just, just go pick it up. It's not long, so you're like, I'm not going to forget this. It's just a few items. There's no way I'll, I'll not remember this, even though I might have been you know, texting on my phone and, and scrolling through that. I got this. I can multitask like a champ, said no man ever. <laughs> So you get to the grocery store, you show up, and your mind just goes blank as soon as you walk in the door. And you're like, I, I remember there was, there was a bag of chips. I think that was the one thing that I remember that was on this, this list, but I can't think of anything. So you got to pick up your phone. you got to make the call of shame. Like, honey, I, could you repeat that list or maybe just send it to me so I, I don't forget it again? And she's talking, and you realize not only are you in the wrong store, but it was a bag of chocolate chips and not a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos like you carry in your hands right now. Like... <laughs> I, you know, I know that's funny. I, I better listen a little bit better is kind of what you kind of learn, learn the lesson from that. And, and I hope that completely hypothetical example, hypothetical, I stress, helps you understand that listening is hard. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk today. I'm going to stop before I incriminate myself anymore, <laughs> actually. So that was a good job. Uh, you know, actually, I'll admit that might have been me in that situation just, just once or twice. Uh, Maybe once or twice, that's all I'm going to admit to. But have any of you else experienced this problem before? You know, you're, you're listening to a friend, a spouse, a coworker, a random internet stranger, and you're not really listening. 
You're just looking for your opportunity to get what you want to say next into the conversation or fit your argument into the conversation. Or maybe you're just not really listening at all and you're just scrolling on your phone. See, the problem actually becomes exponentially bigger whenever the, the topics become complex and divisive, like some of the issues that we're facing today. And luckily for us, the Bible actually has some very interesting things to say about listening. Who knew? The Bible actually has some relevant information for us today. Thank you, God, for that. So I want to read today, uh, this is a verse that we're going to kind of keep coming back to. This is in James 1, uh, verses 19 through 20. And I've asked Delandis, if you would, just to, to read that verse for us. Sure. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Mm, that's good. That is so challenging, but, it, but it's so relevant to what we're facing in the world today, right? This idea that we're, we're quick to listen, we're slow to speak, and we're slow to become angry. You know, if we could just take this verse to heart today, like you think about the transformation we would see just around in the world today, even just in the community, that, you know, that we're all living in, you know, right now. And as I was doing some research on listening and some of the barriers that actually we face in listening, one of the ideas that there's a big problem in listening is this idea of noise. And beyond just like the physical noise of, 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 of hearing, there's the noise is anything that interferes with our ability to attend to or understand the message that we're being given. And the world is full of noise right now. It's full of voices and sides. And these voices are telling us what side we should be on, what we should believe. And they also tell us that anyone who isn't on our side should immediately be dismissed, should be, immediately be opposed on everything that they say or do. So you see, we're inundated with people's opinions pushing us to be, to, to be the loudest, to proclaim you know, their message, their stance, or, or their opinion. And this has created a challenging situation for, for all of us. I'm sure you guys are experiencing this where, well, what, what voices should I be listening to? What voices should I not be listening to? Or what voices should I be listening to but I don't want to listen to? And I want to be clear as I talk about listening that, that today especially, this isn't about like, oh, everybody has to be quiet uh, you know, because one group needs to speak. When I'm speaking today, there are some very crucial conversations that are happening in the world right now. And, and these are conversations that need a kingdom perspective. And, and that's why listening is just, it's so important that we want to be hearing what the Father is doing right now. But are we listening? I have a, another verse that I want to read, and this is going into the book of Proverbs. This is Proverbs 18, uh, verse 2. And I've asked Joe, if you would, would you read that verse for us? Sure. All right. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Wow. I, I just wanted you to read the verse. I didn't need you to be harsh with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. This is the verse. This is coming right from Proverbs, right? Right? Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. That one, that one cut me deep when I, was, when I was reading that. And maybe it cut all of us a little bit deep when we hear that. I don't know about any of you, but I know, like, as I'm reading that verse, the first thing that I'm doing is looking at it and going, oh, man, if I could just make this a physical thing, I would just start, I'd throw it at people, you know? I just want to take this verse and just, and just throw it. I'm going to put it in my clipboard on my phone, just copy, paste, right, in all the comment sections right there. I, and then I'm, I'm having a conversation with God about that, and he's like, 
have you had any conversations lately that somebody else might have wanted to do that to you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I think I probably have. Uh, actually, I'm sure that I have. And, you know, it's, it's because we all like our opinions, right? And we like the convictions that we hold because of them. So we, we have access to so much information today that we can find anywhere we look people that validate our deeply held convictions. And we can also find people that completely disagree with those very same convictions. And the reality is that that validation part, that's actually really easy. Because validation's like a drug. It makes us feel good. And so we look to, to surround ourselves with, with opinions that make us feel good, that validate those opinions. It, it becomes like this warm blanket that we want to surround ourselves uh, to keep all those cold, hard opinions of those who disagree with us kind of out of that, right? Right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that great illustration, Joe. I'll try to keep my opinions a little warmer just for you. Uh, but, but the reality is, we can find examples of this happening all around our world, in politics, in the causes that people are passionate about, in the challenges that are facing our community, uh, in the issues of social justice and race and racism that are, that are prevalent in our country today. We can find it in our families, and we can find it in our faith and the ways that, that we live it out. And the danger is that we can form these opinions that, that don't just make us believe some of it, but they actually limit our ability or willingness to hear other sides. And, and this can actually create uh, a problem because when we form our identity around these opinions, our beliefs, and these causes that we're passionate about, when we hear somebody who has an opposing view, we aren't just hearing an alternate opinion. We're hearing an attack on who we are. We're, we're this attack on our identity. and and our person, and so we, it makes us defensive, and it, and it makes us angry, and so that anger can cause us to lash out at, at whatever is attacking that identity. And this, this is where we come back to what Julie's message talked about just a few weeks ago, this idea that we are given permission in this to blame, shame, and complain. And when we do that, we, we begin to insult, or we tear down, or we shut out the person or group uh, who opposes us in that because we want to feel better about who we are or, or the choices that we've made. And I know for me personally, this has been like a, a season of, of learning that I need to really learn to grow in this a lot. Uh, you know, on the one hand, my, I have a personality that actually I enjoy learning. I enjoy, I can, I can easily kind of pick up like, oh, I can see why your viewpoint is that way. I can, I can hear that. I'm curious in that way. But there's another part of my personality that just wants to tell you what I know solve the problem and move on because I don't need any of your drama. That, that's, that's real. That's like where I, I can get to and I can become impatient. I can become kind of defensive if somebody's opposing that. And, and if I've already formed my opinion, it's easy for me to be like, ah, I don't want to take the time or the work that it's going to take to actually seek understanding in that. And I find myself doing that a lot more often than I would like to admit, especially when my patience is running thin. So when I have that opinion, Sometimes all I care about is getting my opinion into the conversation. I'm not really listening. I'm just waiting for my opportunity to, to give you that opinion so I can move on and do the next thing that I want to do. Now, each of you probably has different personalities. And I want you to know God loves your personality. He loves who he's made you to be. And you should love who he's made you to be as well. That, that's part of that. But I want to challenge us that our personality should never be the excuse for poor listening skills. Because listening is a skill that can be learned and that we can grow. 
in all of that. You know, when I was in my early 20s, I found myself uh, getting out of college. And you know, I'm, I do what, what college, you know, coming out of college do. You're beginning to explore this whole new world and explore what I believe about you know, the world and, and politics and life and what it means to be an adult, right? You know, this is a whole new thing to, to experience. I'm not in the situations I was before. And I found myself listening to a lot of secular media and news sources and public personalities. And what I found was that the more that I began to engage with those other sources and, and kind of let them inform uh, my opinions and world, uh, worldviews, the less reliant I became on God and his word. And the more that they informed how I looked at the world, uh, the more authority they had in how I interacted uh, with the people around me. And I remember vividly a conversation that I had at church. I was um, a friend, uh, a friend at the time, uh, that we were having a conversation uh, after church. I actually was in a small group with him and his wife. In fact, I was a leader in that small group. And we're having a discussion after church, and the topic of politics comes up. Well, this happened to be an election year, just like it is right now. And I you know, bad idea bringing politics in, but it was. It was the topic of the day. And it happened to come up who he was voting for. And I was appalled. How could he vote for this person? Doesn't he know better? I mean, and I'm thinking, doesn't, how can he even call himself a Christian and be voting that way? And unfortunately, this inner monologue that went through here didn't stay inside. And I basically implied all of that in the conversation that followed. I, I, I didn't pause to listen to the Holy Spirit. I just, I threw out my opinion and didn't stop to seek any understanding. Now, needless to say, I didn't have a lot of conversational relationship uh, after that. And it was, it, it, was, it was such a challenge because I didn't change his mind and he didn't change my mind. An offense was taken and a barrier was created. And God began to, to use that as a, as a teaching moment for me. And there's some lessons in there that I want to share with us today in this process, because I believe that God is challenging us to grow in our ability to listen. And he's actually, I feel like he's saying the Holy Spirit is here empowering us with a grace to listen. See, Listening is actually programmed into our DNA. It's, we have a speaking God, and he, he created us to hear his voice, to, to hear his word, to hear through his Holy Spirit, to hear through others as well. And the Bible describes us as sheep that we know his voice. And because we're believers in Jesus, who are, we're training ourselves to learn his voice as we go forward. And it's his voice that has to be heard first and foremost. And it's his voice that guides us, it teaches us, it empowers us. And if we don't learn to listen, then we're not going to be able to learn what God wants us to learn. Because And God also made us relational, right? We, we live in families, we live in communities. He's a relational God. So that means we need to also learn how to listen well to others. And God wants to cut through the noise of opinions that are surrounding us. So we can hear his voice and seek understanding as we engage with others. You see, listening is built into our God-given DNA as believers. And this is why it's so important that we understand our identity in Christ, right? That it's only through Jesus that we have been set free from the bondage of sin and shame. It's, it's because Jesus is the foundation of that. There's nothing else with the authority to actually steal that identity from us. And it's the security and confidence that we can have that, that it's who we are and whose we are 
that allows us to be a people without offense. You see, offense robs us from the truth of our identity. And when we're offended easily, we're also distracted easily. We're distracted from being a people who bring light into darkness because I promise you the darkness will always be offensive to the light. See, but listening is hard. But we don't have to do this alone. We have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's here to help us, to show us our brand new identity and how we can live differently in the world today. Now, I want to reread that, uh, that verse in James. And so, Jamie, if you would reread again, James 1, 19 through 20. I just want to come back to that verse again. Sure. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Mm. So when it comes to, to growing our listening, the first thing that it says there, we have to be quick to listen. And I actually love the message translation of this. It actually says we are to lead with our ears. And I love that idea that it's, we're being led. When we listen, it actually leads us somewhere. It actually takes us somewhere. And, and as we engage with this, one of the things, one of the principles I think that's important, and we encourage uh, our team and you know our, our team at church, we our, our leaders, our small group leaders, one of the things we often say is we want to start by assuming the best. Because when we can start by assuming the best, it opens up a whole world of understanding. And the enemy doesn't want us to do that. He, he's always pushing us to, hey, let's assume the worst about whatever conversation or disagreement with someone that you're having. I'm going to assume the worst about that person uh, as we go into this. And that doesn't allow for a lot of understanding to take place. So I encourage you, assume the best. Where, is, where does God see in that conversation? And, and do some active listening, right? We have to engage in this process. You know, we can't be, if you're scrolling on your phone or if you're distracted or even just you're letting your emotions kind of rule, that can be a hard place to, to do that. Uh, I encourage you to practice some pauses too. Like we got to stop sometimes because listening is more than just letting someone else speak. It's actually listening. Godly listening is intentional listening. It's, it's, it means we're seeking to understand as we move forward. We want to see how the Father's working in the life of the person that you're having a conversation with. And, and not just how is he working, but how is he asking us to partner? How is he asking you to partner in the conversation so that you can come alongside what he's doing in their life? That's actually how we can bring the kingdom to the world. And now, again, coming back to that practicing pause, that slow to speak part of this verse, um, I think it's so important that we're actually giving time in our conversations for the Holy Spirit to speak. Because when we give time for the Holy Spirit to speak, we're giving, we're giving that, him that time to speak before we do. And so often it's easy. I do this all the time. I just jump in, right? I'm just going. But I haven't even given him an opportunity to say, hey, hold up. What am I doing in this conversation? How am I doing? And when we give the Holy Spirit opportunity to speak, we actually allow his fruit to come out in that conversation. And when we don't do that, when we're just letting our own power or, or our, our own emotions and, and our, you know, maybe it's our anger, maybe it's our frustration or whatever it is, when those come out, that's the fruit you're going to see in that conversation. You can't see Holy Spirit fruit unless you invite him into the conversation. And what is that fruit? Let's, let's just take a reminder on that. The fruit of the Spirit is some things I think we can use today. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. It's kindness. It's goodness. It's faithfulness. It's gentleness. It's self-control. It's, it's this place where we're seeking to honor what God is doing in that conversation, what he's seeking to do in the person that we're having that conversation with. When we seek to honor, we're calling out the best Right? We're not a people who call out, we're a people who call up. 
And that's what we can do when we're honoring in those conversations. And it's not actually the only place in the Bible that actually encourages us to grow in this area of listening. I want to come back to Proverbs again. Proverbs is this book of wisdom literature. This is how it's described. And so often wisdom and listening are often very tied together. And this verse does that well. So I've asked Wayne, uh, if you would, would you read Proverbs 17, verse 27? Sure. This is Proverbs 17, verse 27. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Mm, that's good. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to be known as a truly wise person in that. And when we're using less words, what does that mean? That we're listening just a little bit more. We're taking the time to listen uh, a little bit more. And I think it's important that it doesn't just say listening. It's, saying, it's talking about the seeking of understanding. That, that we're actively seeking to understand what it is that we're hearing. Because when we do that, when we're hearing from God or when we're hearing from others, we're actively engaging our, our hearts and our minds into that conversation of what's being said or done. And that understanding, I love that it's like, it's not just like, oh, it's head knowledge that I'm gaining in this. Uh, I'm getting, it's talking about being even-tempered. So that means that when I gain understanding, I'm having authority and self-control over the emotions that I'm experiencing. Even if I gasp, I disagree with what's being said. Even if I disagree with that person or what they stand for, who they are, I can have an even temperament in that because I've sought understanding from the Father. Maybe he's speaking to me even if I don't agree with what's being said in there. So I think that's important because I'm generally a pretty calm person. I don't get angry easily. And it says in this verse, be slow to anger. I don't know about you, but I have found myself struggling in this season to be like, wow, that anger is bubbling a lot closer to the surface than it usually does. I, you know, we're in a season where a lot of the things that would normally be in our routine, in our, in our processes, and the things that we do that kind of help us maintain that calm, even temp- they're gone. They got stripped away. We couldn't do the things that we could do before. And in that, I find this place of like, boy, I'm struggling a little bit more with, with this piece of anger that wants to kind of lash out, whether it's in family or my kids or in, in coworkers, whatever that is. Like, oh, man, God, I've, I've taken it to him. Just why am I feeling this? I don't know if I can keep this down. I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, I never intended for you to be the one who had to do this alone. It was always meant to be done in partnership with him. We, we have been gifted with this gift of the Holy Spirit to show us who we are, right? Coming back to that day, it's in our righteousness. We don't have to go out and seek it. We get to operate from that place of righteousness that, that isn't, isn't built on myself because human anger is often a, comes about when we take offense, right? It's when we are offended by something. But remember, we are a people without offense. Because that anger, it doesn't produce righteousness, right? Human anger doesn't produce righteousness. It's only being in that right standing with God, which is what righteousness is. We're just in right standing. Only Jesus can do that. It's only by his gift and his grace that we can be given that true righteousness. Now, now coming back to that conversation that I had with my friend that didn't go so well, you know, God really used that situation to challenge me and to discipline me. And I can tell you that discipline, it stung a little bit in the process. It stung a little bit as God had pushed. It wasn't a condemnation. It was a conviction that, that God had given me that I had to, to see things a little bit different. And the Father began to impart a, a grace to hear different viewpoints without taking offense or being offended. Now, the, the funny thing is it doesn't actually mean that I, I changed uh, everything that I believed. It didn't mean it changed all my opinions about things, but it did change the way that I view God's authority to use me in situations that I might have preferred to just walk away from 
or I might have chosen to just be offended in that. You know, I'm, I'm submitted now, and this is where he challenged me. I'm submitted now to go where he tells me to bring light into darkness and to seek understanding so that I can see the kingdom brought into the lives of other people. And I'm still on this journey, and I am being challenged in this every day, and I know that I have and I will make mistakes along that journey. But I'm committed to making Jesus known through my life lived. See, this is our power as kingdom people. We've been given a grace to listen, first to the voice of our Heavenly Father, and then to listen well to others. Because when we can seek understanding with others, the Holy Spirit can show us how we can bring the kingdom into the challenges that they're facing, how we can bring the kingdom into the lives of the people that we're having conversations and into the world around us. Because it's, it's Jesus that is the hope and light of the world. And if we want to be a people who are bringing light into darkness, then we have to be willing to take his light and his hope into that very darkness. Would you just pray with me now as we're about to move into a time of worship where God can, can work on us and we can listen and hear his voice in this time. So let's just stop and let's just pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are here with us. I thank you that you want us to hear your voice. You want to speak to us now as we begin to worship. You want to speak to us through your very presence, God, and show us how we can be empowered with this grace to listen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.